This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. We seem to suddenly be hearing a lot about road rage in the city of Calgary. Uh, Latest, yesterday morning, in the community of Evergreen in the southeast, uh, police say two drivers started honking at each other, some kind of uh, on-the-road dispute. The driver of one of the vehicles threw a can at the other vehicle, and then the driver of that other vehicle responded with bear spray. Uh, We also had, uh, just a couple of days ago, police investigating a situation. This is in the southeast, 19th Ave, 33rd Street. Uh, An angered driver shooting out the rear window of a truck. Another case recently in McLeod Trail. Two men facing charges after a driver was forced off McLeod Trail, pulled from the van and beaten. And then, of course, just recently we had the case of this woman who was uh, driving alongside two guys in a BMW. They tried to pass her. They couldn't. Uh, They started following her. They bumped her car. They, They followed her all the way to a parking lot, boxed her in, broke her window, pulled her out of the car and, and assaulted her. So this is all pretty scary stuff, right? How much of a leap is it from people getting angry on the road to doing this kind of thing? Is there something about the tension, the psychology even, just of being behind the wheel that leads some people to, to react in, in a violent way? Would, maybe wouldn't normally react that way to a stressful situation. I think we've all seen some degree of road rage. We've all seen, you know, drivers honking at one another, giving each other the finger, yelling at each other. Maybe you've seen cases where it's escalated, like the stories we've heard in recent days. I wanted to try to understand a little bit better about what contributes to this and what people can do to, to try to avoid these, these situations. So Dr. Steve Albrecht joins us. Uh, he's a speaker, a trainer, an author as well on high-risk uh, HR and security issues. Uh, written a lot about this issue. Uh, Dr. Albrecht, welcome to the program. Thanks, Rob. How are you doing today? Doing really good. Uh, again, DrSteveAlbrecht.com. People can find you on the web. But um, your, your thoughts on what, what contributes to road rage in, in the first place? A lot of these cases have to do with the anonymous nature that people have when they get behind the wheel. You mentioned some of these guys are seem to be younger that do these things. They think they're anonymous. They think that they can do whatever they want behind the wheel. A lot of things escalate. They start out small, and they get out of control really quickly. Oftentimes, the people feel bad about what they've done, but oftentimes it's too late. You know, it's interesting because, you know, we might be in, like, if I'm in a crowded mall or something, people will bump into each other. People might get annoyed or frustrated or mad. Obviously, though, you know, we we don't see these kinds of of reactions. So there's that anonymity maybe behind the wheel, but is is there something as well just about the the position we're in when we're driving our car? What is is going on with, with people? A lot of it's about territoriality. If you're behind the wheel of a car and people come too close to you, they cut you off or they tailgate you from, you know, when you're behind. Um, we get a sense sometimes that, that we're in, in charge of the whole road and people get angry really quickly, as you've discussed in the case that you talked about, about how their space is violated. Maybe it's different in the mall. When you bump into somebody, there's sort of a sense that that's what happens. But out on the out on the road, people feel like this is my space here and you can't come into it. So you know, you see folks not letting people come over when they put on their signal. They don't let them merge. They speed up. They tailgate. They speed. They don't use signals when they cut them off. All this stuff contributes to the anger that, that people get. And 
And it's oftentimes kind of a targeting thing where it's like, you know, you, you suddenly become the target of this person that's into the road rage mentality. It's hard to get them off of your, your back. Well, I, I mean, part of it is obviously, look, you know, there, there's always the potential when we're, we're driving that that something awful can happen, right? People can and do die in, in crashes, well, every day in, in, in this current country and in your country. Um, so is, is that part of it? Do we have this heightened sense of that what you're doing on the road affects me and my life is potentially in your hands? Does, does it automatically escalate the situation in that sense? I think some people feel invincible. I, you know, I like to make sometimes the sweeping generalization that it's kind of a young man's thing. But, you know, we've seen women do it. We've seen older people do it. Uh, we, you know, we've seen children that are that are killed in these cases. We just had a case in Arkansas, in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. A little boy was, was killed by a guy that shot into the car. You know, his grandma was driving him to the mall. So, you know, it's hard sometimes to look at this across the board and say it's just a young guy's issue. Um, a lot of young guys get involved in these cases because of, you know, testosterone poisoning, but it, it really covers a lot of people across the uh, spectrum. And when you look at folks on the road, it's it's people can't seem to get from place to place without having to encounter or engage with other folks. And that's one of the things we talk about in, in prevention, which is don't engage with people to do this stuff. Well, that seems obvious, right? Maybe to, to some people it's easier said than done. I, you, you know, I, I look, I've got mad behind the wheel before. And then when you think about it after the fact, well, who cares, right? You know, that guy wanted to pass me, then fine, he can pass me. Or I didn't like his lane change, but okay, he, you know, everybody's fine. Let's let's move on. But we really harbor that that resentment. It seems. Yeah, and I think what happens is there's two types of issues. One is some people can't let go once people start to engage with them. So if a guy flips you off, then then you do it back to him, and then then we're on with it, and it's back and forth and back and forth. You know, these things end up at the side of the road. They end up in the ditch. They end up in jail. I mean, there's oftentimes bad bad results to these incidents, which end up in the injury or death of somebody, which they weren't anticipating. But the other part for me is, you know, just don't make eye contact. Don't engage. I'm a big fan of tinted windows. You know, I think a lot of folks just need to drive carefully and defensively. We look at the guy that's cutting people off and in and out of, of traffic and putting other people at risk. you, you got to get some space and distance away from that guy. Right. You know, and, and I guess the thing is, you, you, you never know what that other person's going to do. I mean, you, you've called it a, a ticking time bomb. Uh, and, and I guess that's the thing that, you know, if I'm going to start following someone or I'm going to start flipping off somebody, uh, I really don't know how, how far things are going to escalate. And you look at the fact that some people are armed with, with all kinds of weapons, including guns, you know, not discounting the fact that their car is a 4,000-pound weapon as well. You know, I've talked to these people in, in anger management and coaching situations, and they feel bad about it, oftentimes after they're caught. Um, they don't always feel bad about it when they're doing it, certainly, and they don't oftentimes realize the impact of what they do with just, you know, driving a car. I mean, you can kill somebody pretty easily with a car at, at 70 miles an hour, but they get so caught up in the, in the emotions, they get so caught up in this territoriality, they get caught up in being anonymous. It's a deadly cocktail. So how do we go about diffusing it? You know, a lot of it has to be with much more aggressive policing, too. A lot of states in the United States with the higher patrols and state troopers, they have aggressive driver squads. They just go out with unmarked cars or, or carefully marked police cars, and they try to catch these guys. And you can see them when you look at the highway, weaving in and out, tailgating, no signal, speeding up to cut people off, This, you know, driving at, at way over the speed limit to put other people at risk. That's who the cops have to target. But there's just not enough of them. And, and I think sometimes people are hesitant about calling 911 for that because they don't think it's a 911 issue. Well, I think it is, especially for the Highway Patrol and the state troopers. They want to see these things. They want to try to catch these folks. Well, and yeah, a lot of people like to take things into their own hands. It, it's pretty easy. I guess you could 
follow someone, take a picture of their license plate, call 911, as you say. But, I, you know, you get the sense that some people feel as though they, they got to deal with it themselves. And I, I think you have the right to protect yourself, certainly. But look who's in the car with you. Is, is it a loved one? Is it a, is it a child? I mean, are you by yourself where you don't have good access to other people who can witness what's going on? Can you be a good professional witness? Take a picture, like you said, or or uh, call the dispatcher and talk to them as you're going. But don't put yourself at risk. I think, you know, if we look at situations where these things end up off the road, Again, pulling over into a parking lot is not the right thing to do. Stay in your car, keep the doors locked, keep driving, drive towards safety. You know, as it said in one of your news articles we talked about is, you know, go to the fire station, go to the police station, go to a safe place. Don't get out and try to engage with these folks. You just don't know what they're all about. And it's just, you know, it comes down to remaining calm, right? Remaining level-headed behind the wheel. It's tough. I mean, there's a lot of stress at this time of the year. Traffic stresses people. Weather stresses people. The fact that folks come too close to your brand new car stresses folks. I get it. But my thing is keep your eyes on the road. Focus on your own good driving. You know, tint your windows. Don't don't engage with other people out the out the window with fingers and that type of stuff. And and just be as best a driver as you can. But but don't engage with these people. Just let them move forward. And the more you kind of you know poke at this type of thing, it's kind of like a, a bull or a bear. You're just going to get bad results. And in oftentimes we just don't know what they're all about. Be a good witness as to what went on. You know, don't let people threaten you. But but don't get down the car on the side of the road and fight. It's just not going to end well. Yeah, no kidding. Well, some great advice. Uh, Dr. Albrecht, we'll leave it there. Again, uh, com and on Twitter as well, at Dr. Steve Albrecht. Appreciate you joining us here today. Thanks, Rob. Take care. All right. Thanks for the insight. There you go. Steve Albrecht joining us on the line. as uh, in Colorado uh, today. He's a speaker, trainer, and author on high-risk uh, HR and security issues. Uh, certainly, this is a topic he's he's talked and written a lot about. Have you ever encountered something like this? Have you experienced road rage? or witnessed road rage. Another one uh, text here says, people uh, just have no consideration for others. We've all seen those people who don't let people trying to merge into the merge lane or closing the gap the moment you put your signal on. Glad you're looking into this because it's weird. Well, 403-974-8255. We need some more of your texts, your phone calls as well here. After a quick break, though, it's Afternoons on Newstalk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.